Welcome to another edition of Market Impact Insights, your podcast source for business leadership perspectives to help your business grow. Hear from experts in marketing, sales, business strategy, and more with practical advice for business success. Make sure you won't miss the latest episodes by visiting marketimpactnow.com. Now, here's your host, Dan Albaum. Welcome back, everyone, to another great episode of Market Impact Insights. We're going to go deep today into the essence of exceptional leadership. Of course, the philosophy behind this podcast is that it's all about, in business, making a positive impact every day. And that happens through exceptional leadership. And nothing gets my juices flowing, gets me more excited when I'm talking to someone who has had a career as both a student and a practitioner of exceptional leadership, a strong proponent of, of course, servant leadership, which has been uh, a huge part of uh, my book last year, The Impact Makers, but this podcast, Market Impact Insights. So I'm so thrilled to be able to talk with Sean Georges today. Uh, Sean is the co-founder of On Mission Leadership. He's also the co-author of a great book, On Mission, Your Journey to Authentic Leadership. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Sean had a very successful career as Senior Vice President of Human Resources and was the General Counsel for Shoe Carnival. That's a publicly traded national retailer, nearly 400 stores, 5,000 employees across 35 states and Puerto Rico. Sean also graduated with distinction from the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis and he accepted a commission as a Marine Corps officer and was one of only 10 Marine officers selected to attend law school under the funded law education program. 13 years of active duty in the Marines, and of course, we're just a few weeks removed from Veterans Day. So I've got to start first and foremost, Sean, and thank you for your service to our country, and welcome to Market Impact Insights. Dan, it's good to be here. Looking forward to our conversation and uh, proud to have served. It was an honor. Glad I had the opportunity. Well, Sean, I, I really want to start with getting a better understanding going back. What really sparked your personal passion in this whole area of exceptional leadership? What what really started your journey around that? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. I think that... Uh, I think that I was, I had the opportunity to have a mother who felt that responsibility to raise in an intentional way three young boys, uh, myself and my two brothers. And part of the way she did that was by telling us stories, having us meet these, these people that uh, she found or was inspired by. So there were, we were always, there were stories all around us. She was a storyteller and a reader. And we grew up learning about, you know, the Arthurian legend. And we, we learned about, you know, political leaders, Abraham Lincoln, all, and, and the civil war. And she was, so we were just surrounded by these, these stories and fables that always had a, there was always a lesson somewhere in them. And 
uh, you know, the you can't sort of go back through history without uh, the idea of a leader and what that takes, what that means, uh, sort of coming up in a in your mind. And for some reason, I just got locked on to this this really a question: what is a what makes a leader? And gee, how how can I become one of those? So that was that was kind of the life life journey at an early, from an early age. Yeah, it's interesting. You're going way back to your childhood, and of course, we're in an age now of um, social media, of uh, electronics, handheld mobile devices, right? And you're you're really describing a time before getting wrapped up into the whole video game. And when you're actually, it was all about listening and storytelling and, yes. and very different, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I, I find myself astounded when I walk around the, the, the world here, local community and every, almost everyone's head is down and yes. distracted and looking. And I'm thinking, wow, this is a different different world. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Well, I talked in the intro about 13 years active service, military experience, a Marine Corps. Sean, are there some, some significant things you took out of that experience that have carried over and impacted your business life when you moved over into the corporate world? Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of the things the, the Marine Corps um, and especially on the on the uh, officer side, officer training at the basic school gave me was absolute clarity, crystal clarity on um, on the concept of leadership. And before that time, I was you know you've got all these ideas. Well, maybe it's about rank. No, may, maybe leadership is about being perfect and 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 no having all the answers. And and well, maybe it's more about this and that. And and from day one at the basic school in Quantico, there was this this phrase that's now become much more common. But leaders eat last, and. <clears throat> You know, it's 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 not marketing. It it uh, turns out that as you discover and and sort of uh, try to try to apply, I mean, the Marine Corps was absolutely clear that you you have when you have a leadership responsibility, you have a sacred responsibility to serve your Marines, your teammates, in the direction of a shared mission. It's it's this. It is, and it's deeper than, you know, whether you're a pilot or, or you know, you're on the infantry side, whatever your sort of uh, technical side of your job and your responsibilities are, they are secondary in the Marine Corps, in the Marine Corps culture to your ability to lead as a servant. And I found that just like, wow, but sort of a, you know, that was a game changer. And so the rest of my my time in the Marine Corps was, and there wasn't a day in in the Marines that we didn't talk about, you know, do do a, a provide feedback on or request feedback or sort of look in the mirror on how we were leading. It was a pretty intense experience in that way. 
Yeah, what you're calling out there is the the self-reflection. It seems like there was a continuous assessment of, oh, okay, how, how are things going? How can I be even better? What's working well, right? So that's an important part of being open to, and being very honest with yourself about deep, meaningful self-reflection. Yes, and not just self-reflection. It was provided from the <laughs> Feedback was provided. Feedback was continuous, and uh, you know, and feedback is a gift. Uh, we 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 tend to be afraid of it now. It's like, yeah, I only want to hear the good stuff, or maybe talk to me in six months when I get my annual review or whatever. No, feedback is a gift, and if delivered uh, in a in a way firmly, fairly, with care, with love, wow, that's how you can that's how you can shape. You know, shape behavior, shape actions. Uh, so I seek it out whenever I can get it. And even if it stings, it's valuable. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have to seek it out and it just comes. But sometimes you got to work and be uh, open to ask for that feedback. That's that's harder to do than to, to say. Absolutely. No question. And and that's also a sign of uh, you can tell right away if someone is is, in, in my view, an, an authentic uh, leader that who is actually who is really uh, uh, leading from a place of humility. And uh, they're, they're the ones you want to I mean, th- those are the ones you want to go into the into battle with the ones who are really want to know about reality and what's working, what's not, and how are you doing and how is the team doing? Those are the people who are grounded that's, and that's who you want to be. You know, you, you asked me uh, sort of a, a, a broader question and, and just to kind of put a bow around it. So one of the, the questions I had in my mind was, okay, well, maybe this servant leader model with me at the bottom uh, focusing on my my teammates in alignment with our our mission, maybe that's kind of a you know that might be a marine thing. What who am I when when I left the Marine Corps? The question, which is I think the same question every uh, military service member asks, is okay. Who am I now? What value do I bring now? Uh, without the uniform, without the rank, without out of that culture, without my team, my my tribe, who am I? And so the next several years when I left the Marine Corps was a testing of what I thought I had learned and knew about leadership, that you lead your teammates as a servant in the direction of mission. And so it was an application of that and uh, a testing because much of the civilian world does not work, wasn't sort of set up in that way. So that was really the next leg of the journey, if you will. Yeah, it is a definite uh, transition. And you, you talked about a servant mindset earlier. Let's, let's go a little deeper into that. So there's obviously lots of uh, discussion. There's, there's focus on servant leadership, certainly on this podcast and my book. It's out there, uh, this, this term servant leadership. Can you go into a bit more detail in terms of your own personal definition of what a true servant leader is all about? No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think like lots of things, we make it really too hard. It's, it's really uh, 
it is a perspective, requires a perspective shift. And you're you're embracing you are embracing your responsibility to the the uh, people on whatever this thing is you're engaged in. Maybe a project could be a you know a relationship could be what whatever this you know as we call them teammates. Whoever your teammate is, uh, it, it the perspective shift is and it, it's really remarkable. Uh, it's it's kind of a dramatic thing. It's not me looking down at this person at this time thinking, what can they do for me so that I can, whatever, look good, you know, uh, get the promotion, uh, get my stuff done. It's, it's about you literally in your mind's eye are shift. You're turning it upside down. Wait, the way it worked, and and this is what we've got in the book, is at the very top of sort of an inverted triangle, and along the the top flat edge, you've got mission. This is what we are here to try to accomplish, and then below that is our is your teammate or teammates, and then under that, and we draw stick uh, stick figures, this tiny little figure, which is you looking up in alignment with mission and everything you're doing is about what is about serving. Now, listen, servant leadership is, is about that sort of order of, uh, uh, and, and your perspective. Some people say, well, does that mean you're walking around patting people on the head and coddling? No. Some of the, some of the most effective servant leaders uh, have been demanding and they have been, I mean, it's, and it, it may be in a certain situation where, Hey, the answer to the, to the question that you're always asking yourself as a servant leader is what's my best and highest role. So the answer may be, you guys follow me. I'm going to lead from the front, but it's still with a mindset and a perspective of of serving your teammates so that we can accomplish the mission it's really it's i'm not saying it's simple or, or let me put it this way it is simple the concept is simple it's not always easy right because yeah. we've got ego and we have all these things it is an absolutely simple uh, concept. We make it way too hard. So you're always doing the mirror check. Hey, am I serving my teammate or teammates in the direction of our shared mission? Or is this really kind of about me? Yeah, it's yeah. a little about me, you know? And so you can, you can, but it, what do I need to bring to this relationship so that we can accomplish the mission? It's a, it's a powerful shift. Yeah. You mentioned several times we, and it is much more about we than me, right? If we're talking about true servant leadership, it also, we, we, in, I'm sure you've seen this, we've all experienced this in our corporate life where there are some leaders um, that uh, feel compelled to demonstrate that they are the smartest person in the room at any, any given point of time. And so it's, um, you know, there's this behavioral dynamic that is if you're coming in and you're making it all about yourself, then that means that, now I've got to prove to everyone or remind everyone I am the smartest person in the room and look to me for all the solutions. And 
instead of turning it on its side and saying, you know what, if you surrounded yourself with people in functional disciplines that were even smarter than you were or were even more experienced, what an amazing opportunity to create transformational impact. And, 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 and absolutely take joy in their brilliance and their capabilities. You know, it's a, yes. you become, I tell you what, it, when, when I finally got it and when I sort of figured out, I thought, wow, this is so freeing. I no longer, now that doesn't mean I'm not hustling and I'm not trying to educate myself and I'm not always learning and I'm not right. I'm always trying to bring my best effort and, but I don't have to be that person. I don't have to pretend to be the person with all the answers. I don't have to pretend to be perfection because that's not what it is about. Lead is a verb. And, and so it's more about, and it, it's a relationship. So I think in terms of when I think about servant leadership, which, by the way, I think there, there is no other kind of leadership. You're either leading, leadership is about being a servant in, the direct, in alignment with a mission. It just is. There's no, that's why when people get in a conversation, hey, Sean, what style should I, you know? Yeah, there's only one style. There's only one leadership. Serve. What do they need right now? What do your teammates need? What, you know, what do you need? I need more information. Need, okay, great. Go get that stuff so you can serve them. You know, it just, yeah. And maybe this is uh, one of the reasons why the Marines embraced it is because it is so simple. We love simple things that are hard. That's kind of a Marine. <laughs> what a combination, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're in really dynamic times, of course, uh, just the last couple of years with just what's going on in the world landscape and dealing with a pandemic and how that's changed the way uh, organizations uh, go about their work. From your perspective, because you led large teams over the course of a really long period of time, what makes effective leadership today maybe even more difficult than it was you know, even 10 or 15 years ago? Yeah, wow. That's a great question. I, I think my belief is that the thing that makes it more difficult is that fewer people understand it. So one of the things my co-author and I talked about when we were writing this book was, hey, should we include a chapter in how to lead in the you know COVID times, or how mm -hmm. how to lead yeah. with a with a uh, right a remote workforce, and and he being just absolutely brilliant, and he said, John, he said, what's the difference? And I said, yeah, good point. Here's here's what when I think about leadership, it is about human beings in an environment trying to accomplish, you know, something that's, if you're a teammate, it's a shared mission. Now, the complexity, if you will, can come from the environment, right? We now have, you know, first it was fax machines, then it was, you know, we had the World Wide Web, we have the internet, we have social media, et cetera, et cetera. You could view that as, as uh being an added complexity, and I, I think it is in a way, but you know what? At the end of the line, at the end of the line is a human being. We are still very much constructed and made 
the same uh, way we have been made throughout the history of mankind. And people respond to authentic leadership in the same way. Um, so when they know that you are real, that you care, that you're committed to the same mission, that you are inter as interested in their development, you know, as your own, that you want them to succeed, they will begin, they will at least be curious and begin to, to uh, be influenced by you as you kind of move and, and serve them in the direction of mission and this team builds and you start advancing, you know, the, there will always be complexity um, and it will always evolve. But what we can't leave behind is, is this relationship between human beings that can be uh, authentic and real and can be leadership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, that seems to be indisputable as a trend is that as we look at the new generation or next generation of students entering the professional workforce, there seems to be a higher standard or higher expectation level today in terms of what they're going to get in term from the leaders and what they expect. And, and there seems to be just a shift. And I think, that, yeah, when you and I started our careers, it feels like there was more gratitude or of, oh, I, I should feel so fortunate because this corporation is giving me a contract, you know, for a long term. And now it seems like, hey, if I'm not getting what I need in terms of um, the values of a company being aligned with mine, is there social responsibility? And am I getting empathetic servant leadership? If I'm not getting that, that's why we're seeing so much migration. Don't you think, Sean, just the workers are voting with their feet. They're just, they're going to move on. You're going to lose talent. Yeah. So there's a real price and there's a different mindset right now. But you know what? Maybe it's not a, uh, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And that I, we always should have had high expectation of the leaders around us. I think perhaps we uh, tolerated too much. Um, here, here, here's the one of the core problems that I, that I think you and I are kind of trying to work on, uh, and that is that in our society, and I don't think it's just sort of Western civilization, but we do not do a an effective job of of helping or supporting the uh, leadership development of those that we then send out into the world to lead. We're terrible at that. And so we leave this, this, this big black hole and yeah, maybe uh, uh, people's expectations are, gee, I, you know, I, hopefully this, you know, my first job, second job, next job will be a place or community, right. Will be a place where there will be, you know, leaders who are leading authentically and, and we can focus on the mission. Um, I don't blame them for, for not, uh, for wanting to move along. It's up to the rest of us to step up and lead well. So it's hard yeah. to blame, you know, hard, hard to blame, uh, expect high expect. Well, great. Let's, let's start leading <laughs> well, you know, what a shame. What a, what a shame. So, yeah, you you know you alluded to 
you know, maybe first time people managers that right. don't always necessarily get that preparation in terms of formalized training. It's like, well, congratulations, you've been really successful as an individual contributor. We're going to reward you now. Uh, you're going to be promoted and you're now, you know, there's direct line reports and, and again, different level of readiness, you know, for that. What, what are some of maybe the common pitfalls uh, or challenges you've seen some of those first time or early people managers make that would really benefit from some of this quality mentorship you were talking about? Sure. Yeah. I, well, I think there's complete confusion and, and ignorance, not in, I'm not being negative about using the word. They just don't know suddenly. So they, they think in terms of like, you know, it's almost like posters on a wall or a beer commercial, you know, take charge, you know, I'm in charge you report to me. So, the, so what they do, or, or maybe they saw a, a movie, you, want, you know, think about what they're, they're literally trying to figure out how to engage as how to influence another human being in the direction of maybe an ill-defined mission. And so they're probably going to air, they're going to err on the side of, they're probably going to do a, a couple of things. They're either going to try to order people around do it because I told you to do it because I have the, you know, official authority, right? So maybe that's leading. Yeah, no, it's not. Okay, maybe it's a, hey, let, let's do KPIs and OQRs, and I'm going to manage the the absolute life out of you and your team. So we're just going to measure everything. You're going to have to report to me on all of the measurements and we'll get, and so that's how I'm going to lead, right? It's, we, we, those are tools that in the workplace, we hand them, we give you an, a level of authority or we give you, you know, spreadsheets. And so, so that's what they, rather than leading from who they are and their actions in in support of another human being in the direction of mission. Uh, it's a it's a whole different ball game, and so they they tend to use the tools right that they're given, and it's a it's a just a shame. Uh, for sure, it's a, a challenge. Now, I heard you talk about a single simple question yes. that exceptional leaders need to ask. What's that all about? Absolutely. So all of this is about, and, and in fact, our book is all about uh, simple, actionable. You can take this, uh, you can take this into your world and apply it. So John and I, my co-author and I worked really hard to just keep things simple. So one of the checks, so you've got your perspective, right? When, when I'm leading, I'm not at the top leading down and like an org chart, you know, leadership does not work the way an org chart looks is what we, we say. So, so it's upside down. So it's me looking up and serving in the direction of the mission, but I'm always asking myself one simple question and it keeps you sort of kind of you're kind of holding yourself accountable keeping you aligned with where you need to be and it is this and it's simple i'm it's what is my best and highest role right now or or in in a longer you know mid-range or longer term to serve this person my teammate or my teammates 
in the direction of mission? What's my best and highest role? So you're always asking yourself that question. It's kind of one of those sort of silent, you know, but you can also, if you're seeking the answer, one of the best places to get an answer from your teammates with respect to your teammates is to ask them, hey, guys, come here. You know, I, know, I see where we're at right now. What do you need from me? You know, Sean, we need, you know, we need, we need somebody with a, with a, 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 a chain to pull us out of this ditch. Okay, good to go. I'll be right back. Or, or we need, Sean, we need you to get out of the way. We're good to go. Roger that. You know, bring us some cold water, whatever, you know. Yeah, we need a little less of you, need a little more of you, uh, need some perspective, need to understand what our mission was, what's my primary role, whatever. So it's a very dynamic thing. But when you're when you have the perspective, right, leading from your a servant leader with a mission alignment, and you ask yourself that question, and sometimes you get the answer right, sometimes you don't but you learn, right? And evolve as you go. I tell you what, that is those two things. And then I'm going to give you a third thing that if you combine these three things, that is like the authentic leaders toolkit. So perspective, the servant leaders question, here's number three, the third part of it. The third thing is this, you cannot lead without love. And I'm, so that, those are the three things. Now with the love thing, do you want to dive into that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Love. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'd love to see where you go with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. So here's the thing. I mean, I was, you know, a general counsel and a Marine and HR. And so, so we're not talking about the Right. I thought you couldn't do that workplace or on a team. Now we're, we're talking about a, a deeper level of, of love, which, which is a genuine, you're, you are at, at some level engaging your heart uh, and in caring for not coddling, not babying, not, but in, in engaging with uh, the person you are working to influence. You know, one of the interesting things is about us human beings is that we've got pretty sensitive antenna. We know when we're being manipulated. We know when, you know, somebody's not real. So I like the concept of authenticity. And when you get to a point where you can only serve from a place that starts with the heart, you can only truly be humble serve another person from that place. So uh, that's why, you know, you're kind of faking it unless you start to engage at the level of truly caring. Yeah, I remember my high school football coach, he'd, uh, you know, I'd make a mistake during a practice and he'd, he'd be in my face. He'd grab my, my, helmet, the grab my face mask and kind of shake it around a minute uh, to make sure that he had my attention. Yes, coach, I'm paying attention. But what did I know about him? I knew that he cared. I knew that he, he wanted me to be better. I knew that he saw potential in me. And so 
um, while his methods, well, well, I might or might not have done that with, with someone, uh, probably would take a different approach. I knew what was under it and that's where the connection was. So, um, I, I think that, you know, the whole point is that it's all kind of window dress. You might as well sort of be managing unless only, and I'm not, you know, another thing about management and leadership, we have to do both, but, but with respect to leading human, it's a relationship at some point, some level, you've got to involve the heart in a very real way with respect to these, these people around you. Yeah, spot on. Uh, leadership without compassion is a very scary place. Very, yeah. very, very scary. So over the course, as you look back of, of your career, what's the best piece of business advice you have ever received? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think the business advice was really the people advice, which is, you know, regardless of the mission, you know, whether you, it's a Marine Corps mission, whether it's you're selling footwear, you know, whether you're providing legal support. Right now I'm, I'm working on the nonprofit side and uh, it is, you know, I think probably the, the best advice is to, is to see the people that are actually doing the work. And that's where your attention and effort and engagement um, needs to be when it comes to leading. Now, you also have to do the strategy. You've got to pay attention to whatever Wall Street if you're publicly traded. But if that if that's all you're doing, you're just focused on and you're not seeing and engaging with and uh, spending time with uh, the human beings, yeah, you're you're ultimately going to fail. It's a becomes a paper tiger. Uh, so just that, that people focus, uh, as not just, we value our people. Well, yeah, cause guess what? We wouldn't have anything. There is no, there is, we're, we're just sitting in a box in a room without teams and, and people engaging. So yeah, you, you don't even show me, don't just talk about it. Show me how you value your people. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, Sean, one aspect of, of leadership uh, that is so critical is an optimistic mindset. When you think about the future, what makes you optimistic? Oh, so I think you know. Again, on optimism, it, it it's not a you know. You're not saying this, of course, but some people think, oh yeah, whatever, optimism. Uh, is silly or, you know, sometimes things are hard. Sometimes things are adversity does show up and, and sometimes the skies are dark. And so it's not being sort of Pollyannish and, and silly about optimism, but it is a deep, having a deep level of, of confidence. I think it's this, I have based on evidence, based on what I've seen around me, I believe and will continue to believe in the potential, the untapped, deep potential of human beings. 
And one of the things that can be missing that is sort of, you know, tamping that potential down is that we don't have enough uh, servant leaders, authentic leaders who are helping to develop and uh, apply that potential. So, but yeah, it's the human spirit. I mean, that's bottom line, two words, I guess, three words, the human spirit. Yeah. That's why Mm -hmm. I I remain an optimist. Yeah, something to definitely feel good about looking forward. So as we wrap up our conversation, Sean, do you have any other final advice for leaders that are looking to be truly exceptional, not just good enough? Yeah, great. Another good, you you have the best questions. Uh, Listen, it's not about being, here's the thing, being authentic being an authentic servant leader with a mission focus will make you extraordinary. So don't don't sort of, okay, well, I'm going to now take, okay, I think I'm leading well, so I'm going to take this into hyperdrive. I want to be in a more extraordinary leader. Uh, one of the things, to, one of the dangers to stay away from is trying to be uh, a friend, a buddy, a pal, trying to be popular. Uh, when you're in a leadership position, be real, be authentic, care for your people, uh, be focused on mission and uh, show up, show up and do the work so that you can serve them in the direction of, of mission. So, you know, extraordinary. So authentic leadership is extraordinary. I don't know that there's like a higher level because you're opening if you're if you're truly leading as an authentic servant leader, that is extraordinary. Does that make sense? Makes total sense, and a, a great way to to wrap up the the conversation. Thanks again for joining and helping really get underneath what makes exceptional leaders real, connective, and supportive to elevate their teams to higher performance. Thanks again for joining, Sean. Thank you. I appreciate you, Dan. Thanks for all you're doing. And a reminder to everyone to please continue to give the gift of feedback on how we can make this podcast even better. You can go out. It's real easy to do. Rate and review on all the major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And as always, make sure to visit marketimpactnow.com for the latest in business leadership perspectives. So long until next time.